Hello, Cleveland. Welcome to the Dogland Podcast. I am your host, Anthony Jokey. As always, I got my co-host, Jack McCurry, alongside me today. Jack, man, how we doing? Doing well, man. Um, finally able to shake off, you know, what happened Monday, even though, you know, the last couple of days in uh, Brown's world have been a little bit chaotic in terms of, you know, social media and everything, but uh, we're on to Tennessee, and uh, hopefully the Browns can uh, rebound from Monday night and come away with a victory this weekend. Yeah, hopefully we won't get uh, blocked uh, doing this podcast. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, we have uh, uh, some football to talk about. Uh, you know, we're trying to recover as best we can from the game on Monday night, and uh, the NFL doesn't wait around for anybody. You have – uh, another game right away to to focus on so we're gonna get uh, a preview in against uh between the browns and the tennessee titans today beforehand though we do have some news to discuss and the browns in light of the nick chubb injury decided to work out and ultimately ultimately resign running back kareem hunt uh who has been with the browns for the last four seasons it is a one-year deal uh, for the rest of this season, up to $4 million uh, he can make. So, Jack, we kind of discussed it a little bit on the last podcast. Last year it seemed like Kareem lost a step or two. Apparently he is has uh, lost some weight this season or, or in the offseason you know, while he was going unsigned, so We'll we'll see what kind of shape he's in without any sort of you know training camps, OTAs, preseason, uh, as he joins the Browns for this year. But at least he has been in the system for the last four seasons, so there's no doubt that he can probably jump right in and be ready to go. Yeah, I mean, first of all, when you talk about him being in shape, uh, you know, Mary Kay, Jordan Schultz, they all reported he 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 dropped some weight, lost ten pounds. The when we did the post game pod on Tuesday, Anthony, a, fo- a photo from Kareem's Snapchat started floating around of him and, you know, like workout clothes at the Browns facility. And people were trying to determine was it an old photo? Was it a current photo? Here it was a current photo. Kareem looks slimmed down. Um, I think, you know, the plan was to never bring him back because the Browns wanted to give Jerome Ford a shot. And obviously they added Pierre Strong at the end of the preseason, but you know, obviously Chubb gets hurt, you know, things obviously change. The Browns put Kareem Hunt through not only a visit, but a workout just to see if he was in good shape, because I, I think, and I don't know this for sure, if he had not performed well in his workout, Anthony, that the Browns probably would have made a trade with, for Cam Akers, who ultimately the Rams traded to the Vikings. But yeah, we'll see what Kareem's got for sure. Um, You said it last year, did not look like the same, uh, Kareem Hunt that was here the first couple seasons with the Browns. He averaged 3.8 yards per carry. The majority of his yards came after contact. We all know he runs angry uh, for sure. He had 14 explosive runs. The one good thing, and Jerome Ford has shown that um, that he can do it out of the backfield, but Kareem can do it as well. He had 35 catches last year on 41 targets. Um, so we know he's effective in that aspect. He's effect- effective as a pass blogger. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he gets out there on the field. Obviously, he hasn't played in a game in nine months, but um, you know, Stefanski said that they'll work through that and see where he's at. He obviously was on the practice field on Thursday, so uh, 
you know, the, the players seem to be excited that Kareem's back. Like you said, he's familiar with the offense, so it's kind of a plug-and-play situation. But, you know, he's got to get into game shape, so it would not shock me if we don't see him a lot on Sunday, but it would not shock me at the same time uh, if he's out there and the Browns give him, like, eight to ten touches at the same time. From his time here, we know that he was – real good friends with Nick Chubb. You know, we've seen some of the clips of those two on the sidelines talking to each other and and those mic'd up videos. And I I can only imagine, you know, what he's feeling after seeing Chubb go down with that injury. I think there's a a little bit of motivation for him to come in here and and, and do pretty well in Chubb's absence. Oh, definitely. Not only because, you know, try to pick up the torch that, you know, Nick Chubb leaves behind because of his injury, but Kareem said it. He goes, he's a Cleveland guy born and bred, and he's wanted nothing more from the last four seasons here is here in Cleveland to help the Browns win and to help the Browns ultimately win a Super Bowl. So I think he's motivated. He's hungry to not only show the Browns, but the rest of the league, like he can still be an effective back. And I know he's going to run hard. He's going to run angry. And he's, I think he's determined to uh, make an impact right away for the Browns and for the rest of the season. Well, they definitely have a tough, a tough task this week in terms of the running game because the Tennessee Titans are one of the top teams in these first couple weeks against the run. Uh, There are, um, you know, some holes in their secondary and they're, they're in the bottom uh, five or six in terms of defending the pass. So we'll see what the, the Browns ultimately decide in terms of game planning against the Tennessee Titans. But let's, let's talk about Tennessee a little bit here. Uh, They, last couple of years have drafted a couple quarterbacks, um, you know, rather high, but Ryan Tannehill is still the starter uh, for the Tennessee Titans. And they have gotten off to a one-on-one start. They had uh, a tough game against uh, new Orleans lost that one in week one, but last week they beat the, I almost said San Diego, the Los <laughs> Angeles chargers uh, 27 to 24, uh, which you know, it was quite the surprise, especially with how well of a game the Chargers played. You know, you looked at Herbert, you looked at the defense, and, you know, you just look at the stats, you know, you would think that the Chargers won that one. But the Titans uh, were able to pull that one out, and they come into Cleveland this week, one and one. And, you know, Tennessee is always tough to play because of their defense, right? Uh, Mike Rabel, who's been the coach there for quite a while now, does a really good job with that defense. He's a defensive guy. The question has always been the quarterback situation. Ryan Tannehill's, you know, been an answer for a, a little bit, but uh, he's 35 years old now. Uh, he's gotten off to a, a little bit of rough start, one touchdown, three interceptions over these first couple games. But uh, I, I think with this Browns defense, uh, he's going to have a hard time this week. And, the, the Browns are going to need to, you know, pressure him as much as possible and not let him get comfortable back there. I know you have to worry about Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry too. So in my opinion, stack the box, stop the run, force Stan Hill to beat you. I, I think that's probably the, the best solution uh, for the Browns defense this week. Yeah. I mean, you, you and me were looking at the numbers before we're hit record um, you know, obviously when he's under pressure, I think you said his PFF grade is like a 48, where when he has a clean pocket, it's in the 80s. So, you know, Tannehill and he's still he's still quite mobile, not like as mobile as he was when he first came into the league, but he can still extend plays with his legs. But 
yeah, when you look at this this game and, you know, they're playing, the Titans have a banged-up offensive line. They have some former – they have Chris Hubbard, former Brown at right tackle, but uh, their number one draft pick, Peter Skaronsky, had a, have an emergency appendectomy. Uh, he missed last week against the Chargers. He hasn't practiced this week, so I'd imagine he's not going to be able to go uh, this week, but they still have a solid offensive line. Uh, that's getting there. Obviously, Tannehill has taken his fair share of sacks the first two weeks, but you know they're a young unit for sure. Um, but yeah, I think in order to win this game, you know, New Orleans did it. You know, forcing Tannehill to make some bad throws. Um, the interior, the the uh, Titans' offensive line is probably their weakness at this point. Obviously, Skaronsky out, so Newman's in at guard. Uh, you have Andre Dillard, who was a reserve for the Eagles, now steps in and plays left tackle. So if the Browns can attack that offensive line uh, and force Tannehill to make some bag throws uh, and ultimately get some sacks as well, uh, I think that's going to be one of the keys to victory for sure for the Browns. Yeah, you know, there's definitely a lot this defense can do, and we've seen that over these first couple games. They've been able to really bottle up both the offenses for the Cincinnati Bengals and the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, albeit, you know, they didn't win the, the second game. Uh, on, on Monday night, but I, I think that this defense, you know, really needs to, to pressure and, and blitz as much as possible. One, you know, it'll help with the run. Two, you force Tannehill to, to make some decisions, and more often than not, those will probably be poor decisions on, on his part. You know, you do have to watch uh, the screen game. Uh, they, they are pretty good with that. Uh, they, have, they have two backs. You know, they have Derrick Henry, Ty J Spears, uh, the rookie, uh, from Tulane, uh, who was one of the guys that we were looking at, uh, you know, leading up to draft time. Uh, you know, he's back there as well. Uh, they do have DeAndre Hopkins who signed there in the offseason, Trey Burks. So they have some decent receivers, decent playmakers. It's just up to Tannehill to, to get them the ball. And the more pressure you can put on Tannehill this Sunday, the more likely – uh, he is to make some mistakes. And if you could force Stan Hill into making some mistakes, you have a pretty good shot at, at winning this game. Yeah. I mean, you, you talked about Henry and, you know, Anthony, we were always wondering when's Derrick Henry going to slow down because you look at his numbers all the way back from high school through Alabama. And then the start of his career, like he, he's been an absolute tank. And I mean, when you look at him six, three, 240 something pounds, he is a tank, but he is starting to slow down. But I think, the Titans, obviously, it looks like they have a good plan. They drafted Tajay Spears, who I absolutely love during the draft process, like you said. Uh, he's getting off to a good start, them sprinkling Henry or Spears in. Henry, he's, oh, he's averaging 3.6 yards per carry this year, and that's his career worst. Only been two games, obviously, small sample size, but that's 1.1 yards per uh 1.1 yards below his career average. So maybe Derrick Henry's starting to hit that wall. He's 29 years old, soon to be 30. Um, but Tajay Spears, like if you saw him at Tulane, you've seen how elusive and how dominant he was as a running back. And if this is the Titans plan to eventually move on from Henry and then Spears being their primary back. I think it's a great plan, uh, but you definitely have to watch for them. Uh, DeAndre has been dealing with an injury. He missed last week. We finally saw uh, Traylon Burks, who was a name we talked about during the draft process before the Deshaun Watson trade as a potential option at number 12. He made a 70-yard uh, catch, and you finally saw that glimpse of what he could be and what the Titans envisioned him to be in the pass attack. 
Uh, DeAndre should be back this week, so we'll see what he can bring to the table. Uh, but they have other playmakers there at the receiver position. They have Chris Moore, who had a big 50-yard catch in the win last week. Uh, you got to watch out for the tight ends like Oquan Quo, who a lot of people pegged to be a potential breakout tight end this year. So there is plenty of weapons, but like you said, Tannehill's going to have to get them the ball. But if the Browns' defense, especially up front, puts him under duress, uh, that can force the secondary to make some big plays on some of the uh, the weapons on the Titans' offense. You know, absolutely. And and what's nice is what we've seen over these first couple of games is you can really trust our corners and man-to-man coverage. And you could, you know, send send blitzes or, or or focus more on the run. And, you know, these you don't really have to worry about the secondary, which is a, a great thing to have between Denzel Ward, Greg Newsom, Grant Delpit in coverage has has been tremendous. Uh Martin Emerson. Um so you know, th- there's a lot of guys who uh, in that secondary, you know, have done a great job so far at at the beginning of the season, and, and you just absolutely love to see that. You know, switching over to the, their defense, um, you know, they, they do have a solid uh, defensive front. You know, you look at uh, Danico Autry, Jeffrey Simmons, Tayir Tart. Uh, you know, those their three down linemen. Harold Landry is really good. Arden Key linebacker is also very good. So it's going to be difficult to run against this team, especially, you know, not having Nick Chubb as well. Uh, you know, they're, they're top 10 in rush defense to to start here in these first couple of weeks. So what do you think the, the Browns game plan here is going to be going up against a team who historically under Mike Vrabel has always been really solid against the run? Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head right there. Like we know Mike Vrabel as a player, whether it was with, uh, the Patriots or the Chiefs or the Steelers, like we know how dominant he was as a defensive player. Then he brings that into his coaching style and it does start up front. And I think he knows that learning under Belichick and Bill Cower all those years, it starts up front. You know, you mentioned Jeffrey Simmons and Danico Autry uh, and Tart up front, three huge defensive linemen uh, that are going to stop the run. And they have done that early on. Uh, going up against some good backs like Jamal Williams and um, Austin Eckler last week. Uh, Arden Key and Harold Landry off to slow starts, but we know they can get after the quarterback. So uh, how the Browns are going to be able to this, you know, they're going to try to stop the run. They're going to force Deshaun to make some throws. Uh, They're going to try to make him uh, uncomfortable with all those pass rushers up front. So, you know, in order for this to win this week, you know, he's going up against a secondary that, you know, there's talent there. You got McCreary, Murphy Bunting, Kevin Byard, who uh, was a thorn in the Brown side back in 2019 when Baker Mayfield was the quarterback. Um, they, Deshaun's going to have to get the ball out quickly against that defensive front. You know, the offensive line struggled against the pass rush last week in Pittsburgh. He's going to have to get the ball out quickly. He had time to throw against Pittsburgh. He was just holding on to the ball too long. So, uh, you know, if Deshaun wants to silence the critics, like getting the ball out quickly, getting it to your playmakers, you know, the Titans secondary is not that good on paper. Uh, Bayard starting to slow down, even though Murphy Bunting and McCreary graded out well the first couple of weeks. Uh, this Titan secondary is not that strong. They've given up 280 yards per game so far. You know, the Browns, the passing attack needs to get going. Deshaun needs to get the ball out quickly to Cooper. Elijah Moore, Peoples Jones, even David Njoku, if we can get him involved in the passing attack, like 
we had the weapons to do it. Now go exploit a, a Titan secondary that's struggling. And that should be the game plan this week for the Browns. Hey, you're hundred percent right. You know, if he wants to silence the critics instead of blocking them, you got to go out this week. <laughs> uh, sometimes I make myself laugh. Yeah, it's um, all good, man. <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes you just got to get those, those digs in there. Uh, so I apologize for the dogs going crazy in the background. Um, but, um, you know, the, the opportunity is there this week for him to go out there and have a good game through the air because of the defense that they're facing. You know, you have all your receiving weapons available uh, this, this week. So, you know, it, you really need to, to – he, he really needs a game. You know, I'm not saying you have to go out and throw for 400 yards and five touchdowns. That's not, you know, what we need to see. You know, what we need to see is – the passing attack be consistent, it be fluid, uh, you know, build some momentum from the beginning of the game all the way to the end of the game, converting those third downs when we need to. You know, there there were a couple throws uh in a game against Pittsburgh that were, were positive. You know, those couple ones that we talked about uh, on Tuesday about yeah. the, the ones the ones down the sideline, uh the back shoulder throws. So you know, th- those are, are positive steps. He just has to be more consistent. And if he is able to be more consistent, that will go a long way into helping build that confidence and having uh, the success that he needs to have. So, you know, hopefully uh, on Sunday, there, there's almost a, a perfect storm of, you know, being able to, uh, you know, take care of, of what, need, what he needs to, hitting those targets, and, and building some uh, rhythm and consistency, and, and and if he's able to do that on Sunday, that will go a long way in terms of you know making things better for the rest of the season, not for the offense. Yeah, and you know Deshaun said on Thursday during his media session that you know he has gotten off the slow starts during his career, and you know he said that timing was everything. Like he mentioned. Amari Cooper being out during training camp didn't help, you know, trying to implement Elijah Moore into the offense and everything. And obviously Nick Chubb going down, Jack Conklin going down in consecutive weeks, like things change like Jerome Ford. He, he was saying like Jerome Ford needs to get adjusted to the pass protections and the calls. Same with Dewan Jones, like, but you know, part of that's, you know, the coaching, but part of that is, you know, Watson knows, you know, there's, some glaring holes now on the offense. And I, while it's up to them to get sped up, he needs to speed things up mentally in his mind as well to get the ball out quickly, find the open receiver when it's there and not just, you know, and this was happening sometimes where he was, I think he was looking at his first read. And if it was covered, then he would try to take off and run and maybe try to extend plays with his legs. But when Jedrick Wills is struggling, you know, you know, the offensive line can only hold up so long against Alex Smith, Highsmith, TJ Watt, Larry Ogunjobi on Monday. Like, Watson needs to adjust as well, but I also think it's like a coaching issue as well that they're going to have to work through. But, yeah, this is a game where Watson can really come out and silence a lot of critics, but at the same time, he's got to make adjustment to what what's around him because, obviously, things have changed on the offensive side of the ball, and now it might be a situation where they shut the run game down which, you know, as the stats show, the Titans have been doing so far, it's going to be up to Watson's arm and maybe even his legs too 
to help get this offense out of the funk and to get it back on track. Yeah, because it needs to get back on track because at some point the excuses run out. You know, the the not being able to build chemistry with Hooper, you know, Elijah Moore being new to the offense, you know, Nick Chubb being out for the rest of the season. You know, this is the NFL. These excuses only go so far. And, you know, if things are still not right by, you know, week seven, week eight, week nine, et cetera, there's going to be a lot of questions. And we kind of talked about that after, you know, the game uh, on Monday. So there's definitely an opportunity here to, um, you know, make everything uh, consistent and, you know, build some rhythm. So we'll see if he's able to begin that or at least show some signs of that um, this Sunday against Tennessee. Well, and real quick, Anthony, uh, it's not just him. If Stefanski and Alex Van Pelt have to simplify some things with some of the adjustments they've had to make, make them because not only are questions going to get asked about Deshaun, but questions are going to get asked about them, their game planning, their scheming. And if something's not working, maybe we try something else at this point, because it's not only the like Watson's under pressure. Stefanski's obviously under pressure too, because if, they don't start winning games, his seat's going to get warmer. And, you know, I hate bringing that up just because I don't like talking about, you know, coaching changes and all that and quarterback changes, but you know, everybody's under a lot of pressure this season. So they got to make this work or like we know changes are going to happen sooner rather than later. And if you had to rank the order of the changes, it's going to be the head coach first because of the assets that were given up for the quarterback between the draft capital and the contract. So, yep. um, so, you know, they, they, they got to figure out how to make it work between everybody. Absolutely. So looking at the keys to the game, Jack, if you, you know, had to pick, you know, one major point into looking at the, the game on Sunday and what determines the victor, what would that be for you? Get the passing game going. Cause we all expect the Titans to shut down that uh the run attack whether it's you know jerome ford pierre strong kareem hunt whoever the titans are going to shut down the run they're going to make deshaun watson have to throw and it's up to him and kevin stefanski to get that passing attack going uh you know amari cooper gutted it out last week with a groin injury and watson seemed comfortable with him it's time to start getting comfortable with elijah moore Donovan Peoples-Jones, David Njoku. Hopefully they're working on stuff in practice. Um, But you got to get that passing attack going. You got to get some touchdowns on the board. You got to build up Deshaun's confidence. The offense needs to start clicking. And it's going to come down, I think, this week to the passing game. And I think that needs to be going and get timing and get it into a rhythm uh, as as soon as kickoff happens on Sunday. I think that's the biggest key of the game. I'm going to kind of branch off of that for mine. Mine's going to be the offensive line. So, you know, we saw DeWan Jones on Monday, you know, do a very good job against TJ Watt, which is a very tough ask for a rookie making his first start. Uh, But, you know, you can't keep that, you know, expect to keep that up forever. And we, we know about Jed on the other side, you know, that, that, play where Highsmith forced the fumble and TJ Watt scooped it in. Jed had no chance um, with that one, unfortunately. That that was just, uh, if he sprinted straight back to to his spot, he might have 
you know, been able to prevent it, but that, that is a, a tough ask, um, you know, to, to stop a rusher off the edge like that. So this offensive line does need to play a little bit better. Um, you know, they have given Deshaun some time, you know, I think I saw a PFF, um, met that, uh, or, or said that four of the six sacks on Monday belong to Deshaun, you know, mm-hmm. just from holding on to the ball and, and two were only on the offensive line. But, you know, if you, um, are able to try and get the running game going a little bit, you know, obviously not having Nick Chubb is, is a big, a big thing, but if you're able to open up some holes for Jerome Ford, uh, Pierre strong, Kareem Hunt, you know, if he gets in there, that'll go a long way. You know, maybe they have to resort to the screen game this week. If the Titans decide to bring some pressure to stop the run, I think that's something that Ford can really excel in. So I just think that the play on the offensive line for me this week is where, you know, my focus on in terms of running the ball and, and then giving Deshaun the protection that he needs to, you know, get the passing game in a rhythm. Yeah, definitely. And the run blocking, I think, has taken a big step back. I don't know what the the issue is. I don't know if, like, what's going on there. But, like, you see, like, Daywan, uh, Jed, they're both grading out very poorly in the run game. Uh, the interior's doing good, although Joel's, uh, his great run grade is, is down more than usual. So he's off to a, a rough start. Um, But, yeah, if the offensive line can – you know, give Watson time to throw. And like you said, open up some running lanes uh, for our running backs, you know, try to boost their confidence because, you know, Jerome's made the big plays, but other than that, he's averaging less than three yards a carry. So uh, got to boost their confidence too. So if the running game can get going as well, somehow against the Titans defensive front, I think that'll bode well, but I agree with you. It all starts up front. So look, after all that being said, uh, you know, over the last 20 minutes or so, who do you think wins this game on Sunday? I do think, you know, in spite of the, you know, the chaos that has happened since Monday night, I think the Browns, you know, being at home, uh, I do think they find a way to win. I do think it's going to be a low scoring game though. I see that the over under right now is, I think it was 39 and a half. Yeah. 39 and a half. The Browns are three and a half point favorites. I'll take the under, uh, slightly, I'm going to say the Browns win 20 to 17. I do think it'll be a low scoring game comes down to the end of the, uh, in the fourth quarter. But, uh, you know, even though my confidence in him is at the highest right now, I think Deshaun has a, a clutch drive in the fourth quarter, whether it's with his arm or his legs, uh, that puts the Browns over the top, uh, and they win and they improve the two and one. And I just, I hope I'm right. Yeah, I think I think a lot of Browns fans hope uh, that we're right uh, in in terms of Deshaun. So, yeah, you know this is a tough one. You know, I I guess maybe anything that could push Ryan Day to, or excuse me, I I said that name because of the thought that was coming out of my head. Uh, anything that can maybe push Mike Grable to, you know, being the next coach of the Buckeyes, uh, would be good. So if the Browns could win, that'd be great. Uh, but. Um, you know, I, I do think the Browns can win this game. Uh, I think they will win this game. You know, I think this team is going to be galvanized by what happened in, in Pittsburgh on Monday night, and they'll be able to get out there and, you know, really unite as a team. And if this if this uh, Brown squad this year wants to do anything, they are going to have to unite 
and, you know, really hone in and focus every single week. You know, I'm not sure if they'll be able to do that, but, you know, if they, if they are able to, uh, you know, this team certainly has the talent on paper, this team is really talented. And I, I know it sucks not having Nick Chubb out there, but th- this team is still extremely talented otherwise. And if you want to really silence a lot of, you know, what the, the, the noise has gone on over the last 48 hours after uh, that game on Monday night, you have to win this one. I'm, and I, I, I think they ultimately will. So if I had to give a score for this one, I, I'm with you. I think it's going to be kind of low scoring. Uh, I think both defenses are going to play very well. So I will say the Browns win this one uh, 19 to 13. That's that's kind of where I'm at with this one. Yeah, I definitely think the kickers are going to be involved in this one for sure. And, uh, you know, Hopkins has been good. Obviously, he missed the one Monday night, but he bounced back with a 55-yarder. So I do think both kickers are definitely going to be in play big time on Sunday. So 55 yards in Pittsburgh, that's that's not easy to do. I no. Maybe maybe Phil Dawson's done that a couple times in his whole career there because that is a tough place to kick. So, uh, you know, him nailing that field goal on uh, on Monday night is is a big for the Browns in terms of you, the 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 faith that they have for their field goal kicker at this moment. So, that that was a for big sure. kick and it was good to see him make that. So, all right. We'll we'll see how it turns out. Um, yeah, definitely. You know, I'm 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 sure it's not going to be quite as a, a raucous atmosphere as it was against Cincinnati week one down there at the stadium on Sunday. But, you know, obviously a lot of Browns fans will, will be there and uh, hopefully we can see a, another win. Browns go to two to one, have Baltimore next week. So, hey, let's just take this week by week. You're, the Browns have a chance to go one and zero this week. And, you know, maybe we could start stacking some wins and, and that would be extremely nice. So, with all that, we're going to get on out of here. Be sure to follow Jack on Twitter at JackMcCurry08. Be sure to give me a follow as well at Anthony Jokey. The Dogland on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, threads, all at the same handle, at The Dogland. Remember, most importantly, Browns fans, as we get on out of here, go Browns. <laughs>